I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. One thing I'll tell you I don't miss about being in an office, secret Santa. <laughs> That's because you're still traumatized by the year you got Joss as your person. I've never felt such pressure in my life. You did well, though. You killed it. Thank God. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. This week, we're debuting our first holiday gift guide for the workplace. I love gift guides, Sarah, <laughs> so I am very excited about this. Yes. And then we'll answer a few questions from the mailroom. And this week's Hollywood hack is a much-needed stress reliever. Liz, first we have an update. Yes. In our Thanksgiving episode, we gave ourselves and all of our listeners an assignment a gratitude assignment to reach out and tell someone why you're grateful to them. Um, and you and I both did this, Sarah. I reached out to Sean Ryan, our old boss on The Shield. Yes, and I reached out to Brooke, though it was a little less than I had anticipated because she had just informed us that she had COVID. So I didn't <laughs> want to be like, and now I'm going to express all this gratitude while you're not feeling well. But but we did it. Yes. And several of you reached out to us, which was so nice. And we did not expect most of this year we have been sitting in our houses so far away from one Sarah, each other. Yeah. And all of our listeners. We've had no meetups. Which has been really a bummer. Yes. And so it's just easy to feel like we're talking to ourselves, you know, like nobody's <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah. So it was very just so meaningful and lovely to read your emails. And they brightened this dark season for sure. I've been kind of in a glum place lately. So I think it was especially nice for me. So thank you very much. Yes. Thank you, everyone. We really appreciated that. And that had not been us fishing for that. So <laughs> exactly. it was a really nice surprise. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, we must mention that the holidays are approaching very quickly. They're almost here. 
So it is time to nab a rainbow <laughs> happier in Hollywood travel cup. As we have told you, they are BPA free, impossible to break. They go in the microwave, the freezer, the oven. If for some reason you want to cook one, I don't know why you would. They are delightful and our supplies are getting low. I don't know that we'll get any more after that. But anyway, you can see pictures of them on our Instagram at Liz Craft and at S Fain, and they're $25, including shipping. So if you want to order one, email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Yes. Okay. Now it's time for From the Treadmill Desks of, where we talk about what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's our first Happier in Hollywood gift guide. Woohoo! Yay! Yes, Sarah, as I mentioned, I love gift guides just because I feel like they're so necessary. I'm always looking them up. Of course, Oprah's favorite thing being the ultimate gift guide. Now, our gift guide is specifically for work gifts. Yes. Because they can be a very controversial subject, especially when it comes to gifting up versus gifting down. Right. Which is basically like gifting up, obviously, is gifting to people who are your bosses and gifting down, meaning gifting to people who work for you. And where you are in the hierarchy, it's like it gets more complicated. And so our belief is that in gifting down, cash and gift cards are the way to go. Yes, I have never heard from someone who doesn't like to receive cash or a gift card, especially like if it's an assistant who doesn't get a big salary. Now, if obviously you're a high-level boss giving to a high-level person below you, that's different. But in Hollywood, it's a lot of people giving to people on the assistant level, and every assistant I've ever talked to appreciates cash. Absolutely. And gift cards, I think, this year are especially great if you can use them to support local restaurants and businesses. Yes. So many restaurants and, and small businesses are having such a hard time. Yes. And if you can get gift cards to those places to help them stay afloat for the next several months, that would be amazing. And people are dying for good takeout food to pick up. Yeah, and you can also email those often, which then makes it contactless. So that's an added benefit. Now, Sarah, the subject of gifting up, a lot of people, I mean, the, the theory is you do not need to gift up. You do not need to give a gift to your boss. Right. However, as we know, in Hollywood and I think probably many other industries, People want to give a boss some token of the holidays, right? right. They, they want to make that gesture. So we had some ideas. Yeah, and before we get to those ideas, I just want to say everything should be accompanied by a note. And for me, when we get something, the note is the thing that I appreciate the most. So really the yes. notice the thing to really put your focus and energy into saying what you have learned for example like I always save these notes because they're really meaningful. But if you say like something you've learned from this person, what you enjoy about the job, one obviously it's just good to express those things because, you know, you want to be in good favor and keep the job especially mm. in Hollywood mm. where lower level people get fired at a crazy rate. Really think of the note as the gift. But then if you feel that you want to get something else, we have some ideas. Yes. 
Okay, now, you know, we talk a lot about the evil donut bringer, and we are against giving people food, except this one time of year. We (laughs) cannot be such scrooges that we do not think it's okay to give food at the holidays. I mean, we could be such scrooges, but but we're not. (laughs) It's inconsistent, but we're just owning that. (laughs) <laughs> so our first idea is Topsy's Popcorn. Topsy's is a Kansas City company that is famous for their wonderful popcorn, T-O-P-S-Y. We'll link to it in the show notes. And you can get the cheese and the caramel and the cinnamon or plain and cheese and cinnamon, whatever you want. And they come in great, wonderful tins. Yes. And you can get the large size, but we would say for the the work gifting up gift, get the half size, which is much more manageable and much more reasonably priced. Yes. And it's not as much popcorn, so it makes you less of an evil donut bringer. (laughs) Exactly. And then if you're gifting someone who likes whiskey, there's this great cup called the Whiskey Wedge from Corksicle. It's a perfectly sized whiskey cup, and it has a wedge to make Let me try and explain this better. It has a silicone mold that makes ice in the shape of a perfect wedge. So your whiskey stays perfectly cold. I personally don't drink whiskey, but you do. So you would love this. Yeah, I'm actually thinking I need to get this for Adam. It's hard to explain. You really have to look it up because you tried to explain this to me. And until I saw it, I (laughs) didn't understand it. But I do think a boss would appreciate that. Many bosses like whiskey. (laughs) Another Kansas City company, Sarah, we want to recommend, which I think I might have mentioned before on the podcast, is Notes to Self Socks. And these are socks that have messages on them, all sorts of messages for all sorts of people. I have ones that say, I am happy. I have ones that say, I am joyful, that are red for Christmas. My sister has ones that say, my dog loves me. Um, I think they have ones that say, I'm a great boss, for instance, which you can get. (laughs) I get them for Jack's teachers that say, I'm an awesome teacher. They're just really fun. And I'll add, they usually come very quickly, which is a benefit. Yes. And who doesn't love like a fun pair of socks? I always need socks. Always. And then this one we have discussed before. We got these as a gift. And I mean, amazing. John Kelly chocolates. Now, what's great about these is they are exceptional chocolates. Yes. Really, truly special and wonderful and delicious. But you can get a small box. You can get any size, but literally you can get a box of like four or six. And that's Perfect. With a note, yeah. I would be over the moon with oh that as a gift. Yes. Yes. <laughs> They're just We're both so now good. reminiscing about our chocolates. <laughs> that we ate literally like a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sarah, we also have to mention, we said this as a Hollywood hack recently, but it's also worth mentioning for a gift which are mask chains. My friend, who's Candice B. Designs on Etsy, makes these chains that you attach to your mask. Think eyeglass chain, only hip and cool and happening and now. And they (laughs) attach to your mask, which I love because I'm always taking my mask up and down like 
going into a store and then coming in my car, I take it down and then going into the dry cleaner. And, you know, these days I haven't been going out much at all, but when I do, I need my mask chain. There's star shapes, charms, and there's silver and gold and gunmetal, and they're so affordable, which is why I keep pushing them. Most of them are $15. And, it, and they're but so yet, It's a very thoughtful gift. And if you really want to go to the next level, you could get a mask chain and a personalized mask. Yes, that's right. The personalized mask is something that I have been exploring <laughs> because they're so much fun. Yeah. And there are so many different places to get them. We won't even, like, try yeah, to yeah. go into them. There are a Just bazillion Google places. personalized mask. What's nice is the more you buy, like, the cheaper it is. So that might be a thing if you're at a show, for instance, you'd get one for everyone in the room and the assistants, like, all the same mask. And it's just fun and cute. Um, we've had people do personalized stuff in the past, and it's always so great. Matt Turner, when we were on The Family, did personalized hats for all the writers and the assistants, which was so nice. And then you knit hats for everyone on The Shield, Sarah. That was really some effort. Yes, I did for yeah, I did for everybody on the shield and then we had um little what like decals, what are those things called? Yeah. We like had little patch. um little patches made that I put on the hats with H dogs, which was just a like funny in joke from the room about a silly gang name <laughs> um, yeah. that I put on the hats. That yeah, so anything personalized can be much less expensive than you think it might be and makes it just feel fun. One of my favorite gifts we've ever given is when we were doing a pilot and we had sort of the pilot logo put on a mug and just filled it with Hershey's Kisses and gave it to all the executives working on the show. Yes, which actually leads us to an email that we got from our very favorite gift giver ever, Deanna, who emailed us a couple years ago about a personalized gift she had done for the writers of the show that she was working on. She got <laughs> bottles of Two Buck Chuck, which is the like really, I think it's Three Buck Chuck now at Trader Joe's. And then she printed labels that were specifically like, you know, in jokes from the writer's room and personalized for everyone and gave those out as gifts. And they were huge hits. This year, she actually did a mug. Let me read her email. She wrote in, I think I may have topped my personalized wine bottles with my holiday wrap gift this year. I couldn't go with my go-to because my showrunner and the number two don't really drink that much. We've also never met in person, which means all of our inside jokes are things that the entire room is privy to. A writer in the TV Writers Women Identifying and Non-Binary Facebook group said that she got everyone a mug with a Zoom screen grab of their room, and I liked that idea but wanted to make it a little more special. So I found an industry assistant who draws as a side hustle, and I commissioned her to sketch our room, incorporating some fun room bits into the drawing, and then I put that on a mug. So now, even though we've never been in the same room, we have this cool image of all of us together. Such a great idea. And she sent us pictures, and it's like a little cartoon, but more sophisticated than that, of each of the writers in the room. It's so great. Yes, I love that idea. So, Deanna, gold star to you for topping yourself. Yes, and if you're ever starting a gift consulting side hustle, please, please let yes. us know. <laughs> yes. And then, Sarah, I just wanted to mention a little bonus idea that if you want to get really fancy with your gift, you can get personalized wrapping paper. 
This is a new discovery for me. I didn't know Uh this existed. So you can have photos put on the wrapping paper, you know, of everyone in the office or whatever you want to do. I know they have it at Zazzle. I'm sure they have it other places. I do think that's next level gifting. This year, I was not together enough to get that, but I'm looking at that for next year. So I'm just trying to figure out what we would put on this paper. Well, this year, we really wouldn't have anything, but um, <laughs> hopefully we'll be like working with people again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and there would be something funny. <laughs> okay, next up, we have questions from the mailroom, but first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Sarah, it is time from our mailroom segment where we answer questions from listeners. This week, we have a question about breaking into the entertainment industry from abroad, a question about how television is gaining on movies, and a question about opening sequences. So we're covering some territory here. This first one is from Ludvika. She says, Dear Liz and Sarah, I'm an avid listener to your podcast. I'm Italian, but I'm currently living in Zurich, where I am pursuing a PhD in evolutionary biology. It does not sound too dry once I add that I study primate behavior. Basically, I brought my fascination with people watching to a brand new level. Here is my question. Many times you receive listeners' emails from people that want to start their career in TV writing and are pondering about whether to uproot themselves and move to L.A. All of the people you're talking to happen to be U.S. citizens. So I was wondering how possible or common is it for a non-U.S. citizen, let's say a (laughs) 29-year-old Italian, to get started in the industry? I know this question comes at a time of uncertainty and inability to travel, but while I am stuck in my apartment daydreaming, I also wonder if this could be a possibility at all in a future where mobility is restored. This is a really interesting question, Sarah. I think it is much harder, obviously, if you're not a U.S. citizen, because so much of being in L.A. is sort of not being employed and A lot of times to get a visa, you have to have a sponsor who's employing you. Right. There are a lot of just sort of logistical visa and permit kind of issues that you would have to overcome. But let's say that was accomplished. I think we've said to people who are thinking about moving L.A. right now in general that it just seems like a hard time. And I think it's going to be hard for at least a year, but that gives you some time to think about it. 
And I there's also just like I could not write in another language. Obviously, Ludovica's English is amazingly yes, good. Better than mine. I know. <laughs> but still, that would definitely be a hurdle to overcome. So it depends if you want to be a writer or if there's another area that you would want to work in. So if you want to get into entertainment, it might make sense to get into it where you are, whether that's Italy or in Switzerland, and sort of learn the ropes there and then think about a move to L.A. I mean, 29 is very young. Yes. Yes. And you may discover that you hate it. Right. And it would really suck to have moved all the way to Los Angeles and then decide, (laughs) like, oh, wait, I don't (laughs) hate this industry. This is not what I want to do at all. Yeah. So I would say it's not impossible possible, what, but it is definitely harder. Yeah. Okay, and then we have a question. We have two questions, actually, from Krista. She wrote, I have two questions I'd love your perspective on. One, it seems like TV has taken over movies, especially now with bingeable Netflix series. While watching The Undoing, this became very apparent to me. I feel like that show would have been a movie five or so years ago. I'd love your perspective on this shift. Why has TV taken over, aside from the pandemic, since going to the movies isn't an option? And two... I am an unprofessional critic of the intro sequences of shows and love how creative they've gotten recently. I never hit skip. My weird dream job would be to produce these intros. I'd love to hear you speak about this. How do these come together? How much time is spent on them? And is this an actual job one can have? Hmm. Okay, should we answer the first one first? Yes. Well, one reason that I think streaming has overtaken movies in people's minds is because the movie business has changed so much now it's all just tent poles. Yeah. So, which meaning huge, like $200 million action movies, you know, like the Avengers. So there's less room, honestly, for something like The Undoing. A sm- like something that would be a small movie just has less space to exist in the theaters, COVID aside. And so really high-end people are looking instead to do something as a TV show. Yeah, and streaming sort of requires new shows constantly because all the (laughs) streaming platforms... So all of these platforms, they want something noisy so that new people will come and subscribe, for example, in the case of The Undoing, to HBO Max. And like Netflix, we know they kind of intentionally don't do more than three seasons of things because they've already got you hooked there on their service. They need something new to keep you and something new to attract new eyeballs and and new subscriptions. Yes, and the advantage for actors is, say, someone like Nicole Kidman, who stars in The Undoing, she's not going to want to sign on to a seven-season show that locks, you know, up all of her working for the next seven years, but she can do The Undoing, which is whatever, five or six episodes, because they only need five or six episodes. So it's very attractive to um, A-list stars now. Yes. So in short, yes, Krista, it is all about TV now, which, of course, we love as TV writers. That works for us. (laughs) Although I do wish the movie industry would be open to more than tentpoles. Of course, there's also all the indies, but... 
And it's all cyclical. These things it's will all cyclical. change yeah. over time. So Krista's other question was about intro sequences, and there are some amazing ones. Ugh. My favorite ever is probably The Sopranos. But yes, it is an actual job someone can have to do intro sequences. Some companies, this is one of the main things they do. Yes, yeah, I think there are companies that it's the only thing they do. And they're kind of brilliant. I think for producers and artists, it's a great job to go into, especially now because they do get a tremendous amount of deserved attention because some of them are just so good. It's funny because we usually just prefer title cards, I think, because we tend to work mostly in broadcast and like every second yes. counts when you, you know, when you have 42 minutes and 43 seconds or whatever it is to tell the story, you don't want to lose a whole minute to an opening sequence. So we are like, title card, thank you. Yes. But on streaming shows and cable shows, the intro sequences can be amazing. Yeah, I would love to hear from listeners their favorite title sequences because they really can resonate. Like the Cheers title sequence. Ugh. I remember the song, the Cheers song, you know. Yes. And it's a whole process. She also asked about kind of the process of doing them. You know, you meet with multiple companies. Multiple companies will come in and kind of pitch you their take of an opening sequence. Obviously, before they do that, you kind of say, this is what we're looking for. And the showrunner and the studio and probably the network, then they'll kind of give you examples and then you choose who you want to work with. And then, I mean, it's a very involved process of yes. getting through to the final thing. Yeah. And like all things, the more time and money that's put into it, probably the better it is, you know, yes. and different shows just have different ability to invest in that process. Yeah. Good questions. Coming up, We've got a relaxing Hollywood hack, but first, this break. Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. Squeeze your toes. <laughs> okay, comes... you have to explain this. <laughs> okay, this comes from a parenting book I'm reading. It's called Voice Lessons for Parents by Dr. Wendy Mogul. And she mentions that a, one trick professional speakers use when they're trying to release tension is to squeeze their toes really, really, really tightly and then release them. Um, and I was surprised that we hadn't heard this before because we're constantly looking for ways yes. to chill out before, like, big pitches and things. 
What's cool about it is that it's so unobtrusive. You're just sitting there or standing there. No one will know that you're squeezing your toes and you squeeze them and release them and it releases the tension in your whole body. Yeah, I mean, I am absolutely going to try this the next time, you know, we have a pitch. Oh, God, yes. And I actually, I told Violet about it this morning because she spoke to her whole lower school assembly virtually, but like, you know, more than 100 people. And she was so sweet. She talked about all of her donor siblings and our family structure. And it was like so like brave and sweet and awesome. Anyway, she was very nervous. And before I said, just squeeze your toes really, really tightly and then release them. And she did it and it worked great. Oh, good. I mean, yeah, this seems like something. I, you're right. I can't believe we've never heard this before. I'm no, and And now I'm picturing you like squeezing your toes in your Gucci descent shoes. Just like, You know it. <laughs> ready you to know go. It. <laughs> Next time we're ever in a room where I actually need to wear my right. shoes. Real and shoes. And I'm feeling <laughs> pissed off and I need my descent shoes. I will wear my Gucci descent shoes and I will squeeze my toes. <laughs> and that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We'd love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Do the Thing from Whole 30's Melissa Urban. And check out the newest Onward Project podcast, Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft, and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Sarah, I want to hear more about Violet's speech, her assembly speech. Well, she just like she's they do this story thing, you know, a different student tells their story at every assembly. And like she just decided she wanted to do it. So she wrote it up and she talked about like accidentally meeting her brothers in the music class. And like just it was so sweet and like so nice. And beforehand, she goes, I wanted to talk more about having an only parent, about having uh, having one mom. And then like I was like, oh, she's like, you know, she's a writer. She's editing as she goes. I want to read it. Send it to me. Okay, I will. From the Onward Project.